Specialty Stories, session number 59. Whether you're a pre-med or a medical student, or maybe even resident, you've answered the calling to become a physician. Soon you'll have to start deciding what type of medicine you will want to practice. This podcast will tell you the stories of specialists from every field to give you the information you need to make sure you make the most informed decision possible when it comes to choosing your specialty. Now, before I dive in to today's episode, I want to give you some information. I am having a real hard time finding physicians for this show. And I know you as a pre-med or you as a medical student have access to a lot of physicians that I don't have access to. So the choice is I either need to stop doing this podcast until I get more physicians to come on, or I get you guys to help me find physicians to come on so that we can continue to do these episodes for you every week. If you know a physician who will be a great addition here to the podcast, just shoot me an email, ryan at medicalschoolhq.net. I have a list of physicians or specialties that I've covered already. If you go to medicalschoolhq.net slash specialties covered, then I will have that list there for you so you can make sure you're not duplicating any work. Again, that's medicalschoolhq.net slash specialties covered or you can just look at this podcast list and see what is out there. But that list might be a little bit easier to read. Again, medicalschoolhq.net slash specialties covered. So speaking of lack of specialties, I don't have a guest for you this week. I'm going to talk about psychiatry match data. So I've done a lot of these episodes in the past, and they're typically because I don't have a guest to bring on. But I also think they're great episodes for you to listen to if you are interested in the particular specialty I'm covering or just to learn the ins and outs of the match. So let's go ahead and dive in to the psychiatry match data. Now to follow along, go to NRMP match data. If you just Google NRMP match data, the match data is available there. I'm looking at the 2017 main residency match PDF. It's a big, long hundred and something page report, uh, 124 page report. So let's go ahead and look at table one at the match summary for 2017. We find psychiatry listed and you'll see that it says psychiatry categorical. Now categorical means that you go in into psychiatry right off the bat. That first year is a psychiatry rotation, psychiatry year. It's not a separate psychiatry year, like a prelim year. So psychiatry categorical. Let's look at the total number of programs. There's 236 programs in psychiatry. Now I love comparing. So let's look at pediatrics. There's 204 pediatric programs. That's interesting. There are a lot more, eh, 32 more psychiatry programs than there are pediatric programs. But let's look at program size or the total number of spots available, positions offered. For psychiatry, 1,495. 
1,495 spots for 236 programs is a little over six spots per program, whereas pediatrics is much bigger. There are almost twice as many spots in pediatrics than there are in psychiatry. There's 2,738 spots in pediatrics for those 204 programs, 13, almost 13 and a half spots per program. So again, almost double the size of psychiatry programs. All right, so looking further at psychiatry programs, there were three unfilled programs in 2017, and the total number of U.S. applicants, U.S. senior applicants for those 1,495 spots was only 1,067. So again, the definition in, in this PDF, U.S. seniors are students at MD medical schools who are still in school, not students who have graduated, not DO students, not international medical graduates. These are students who are still in MD medical school. And so there were less students applying to those spots than there were spots available, which is a good thing if you're interested in psychiatry. There were 2,614 total applicants, so almost 1,200 more applicants than there were spots available. So still pretty competitive to apply. When you look at the number of those who matched, only 923 of those 1,067, so a little under or a little over 100 of those U.S. seniors did not match into psychiatry. And it was only about 61.7% of those who matched were U.S. seniors, 61.7. So let's look around. We look at anesthesiology, 66.8. Dermatology, 92.3 of those who matched into dermatology. That was a PGY1 position. Those were... Um, U.S. seniors, if you look at the PGY2 position, it's 81.8 for dermatology. So 61.7 for U.S. seniors matching into psychiatry. So it's a low percentage of U.S. seniors graduating in. Some that are lower than that, as we look down the list, you look at something like, um, it's hard to see here, there's not a lot that are very low. If you look at pediatrics, it's low, 67.5. Compared um, to psychiatry, neurology is relatively low at only 50.6%. So not a lot of U.S. seniors are filling neurology. A lot of DOs, international medical grads. So just to give you an idea of the number of medical um, U.S. seniors that are getting into psychiatry. All right, so let's look at table number two. Again, we're at the match data for 2017. Table number two looks at the matches by specialty and applicant type. So this is one of my favorite charts because it shows us who's applying. Osteopathic students, Canadian students, U.S. international medical grads, U.S. citizen international medical grads, and non-U.S. citizen international medical grads. So we look at psychiatry. Again, 1,495 spots. There were four spots that went unfilled. 923 were U.S. seniors. Again, that was about six, almost 62%. 49 were U.S. graduates. So these were students who went to an MD school but had graduated already. Maybe they didn't get in the first time. Maybe they were just taking a gap year, doing some research, doing some travel, whatever they were doing. 
216 were osteopathic students. So a good percentage of osteopathic students are getting into psychiatry. 166 were U.S. international medical graduates, U.S. citizen international medical graduates, 137 non-U.S. citizen international medical graduates. And again, there were four unfilled positions, and we'll look at that data later on with the supplemental offer and acceptance program to see if those spots were filled in the what used to be called the scramble. So what's happening with psychiatry? How are the programs growing? That's what table three shows us, the positions offered from 2013 to 2017, so the last five years. And when you look at it, we see that psychiatry is growing a bunch. Psychiatry is growing about 5% every year, which is great. Last year for 2017, it grew 5.2%. So if you're interested in psychiatry, it seems to be growing, which is great. There will hopefully be spots for you as you continue down your training path. Going further down to table seven, which is positions offered and number filled by U.S. seniors and all applicants from 2013 to 2017, you see an interesting trend in psychiatry that is becoming more popular among U.S. graduates. Um, U.S., obviously, MD graduates, which is how these uh, numbers pan out. And when you look at this year's, we said it was about 61 and a half, almost 62%. When you go back to 2013, it was only about 51, 52% of the class were U.S. graduates. So there has been a, an increase in the popularity of psychiatry, which is good. I think maybe there's increase, um, increase in the publicity of psychiatry with all, unfortunately, with the gun violence in this country. There obviously there's a big highlight on mental health, and so I think maybe students are becoming more interested in it, or maybe it's a lifestyle thing. I don't know what it is, but it's becoming more popular, which is great, especially among the U.S. graduates. And actually, when you look at Table Eight, I always forget about Table Eight. I always look at Table Seven. Table Eight actually shows us the specific numbers for psychiatry. So as we mentioned, psychiatry in 2017 was 61.7 for U.S. Seniors in 2013, it was 52 51.8, 57.2, 61.4, 61.7. So it's going up year over year, which is kind of cool. I like looking at table nine just to see how big a specific specialty is in the grand scheme of specialties, specifically for the NRMP match data. Obviously, things like ophthalmology is a separate match, so that's, that's not included here. But for the NRMP, for what they gather, the data they gather, psychiatry, 5.4% of all applicants matched into, uh, of all students who matched, matched into psychiatry. So 5.4% of all applicants who matched, matched into psychiatry. And just to give you some scale, anesthesiology was only 4.1%, emergency medicine, 74 Obviously, the big primary care ones are going to be huge. Internal medicine, 25.6. Family medicine, 11.6. And let's look at OBGYN, 4.7. So a lot of psychiatrists every year. And if you're an osteopathic student interested to know your chances, table 11 will show that to you if you want to match into 
a an MD program. If that's still around by the time you're listening to this psychiatry, 7.4% of all DO students who matched into an MD program, 7.4% matched into psychiatry. And again, looking around, you have obviously family medicine, internal medicine are huge. Anesthesiology, 5.6. Emergency medicine, 9.6. So the ratios are very similar. Figure six is a graph that shows you the percentages of unmatched U.S. seniors and independent applicants who ranked each each specialty as their only choice. So if you are only ranking psychiatry, there is a total unmatched percentage of 30.8. But don't let that scare you. If you are a U.S. senior, then the unmatched percentage is only 7.4. So there's a large percentage, 52.9% of those who are independent applicants. And again, that's DO students, that's U.S. citizen, international medical graduates. Those are Canadian students, Fifth Pathway students, and non-U.S. citizen international medical graduates. So a lot of those people are not matching. All right, and then wrapping up the main residency match data before we move on to charting the outcomes. Psychiatry, we talked about the SOAP and how there were four unfilled programs based on the earlier data. But it's interesting when you look at the SOAP for 2017, there were only three available positions. So one of those positions got filled or was taken off of the board. So there were two programs, three positions available. Both of those programs filled all three of those spots were filled through the SOAP. And again, SOAP is the Supplemental Offer and Acceptance Program. All right, so let's move to charting the outcomes. So if you Google NRMP match data charting the outcomes, the latest available data for this report is 2016. So the numbers don't match up exactly, but it's close enough to give you an idea. And we look at table one, number of applicants and positions in the 2016 match by preferred specialty. Psychiatry, again, this is 2016, so the numbers aren't exactly the same as earlier. 1,386 spots, 2,134 applicants. Number of all applicants per position was 1.54. That's one of the highest on this list, which is interesting. Is there a lot of international medical grads and DO students and whoever else are applying for these spots? Because as we looked at for the 2017 data, there are not as many U.S. seniors applying for these spots as there are spots available. So there are a lot of other people applying. So when you look at uh, another specialty here, very small, super small specialty, like vascular surgery, which only has 56 positions, the total number of applicants per position is 1.91. The only one here that is above psychiatry other than that is neurosurgery, which is 1.58. Again, psychiatry is 1.54. So a lot of applicants for those spots. One of my favorite charts in the charting the outcomes is chart four. And it tells us the median number of contiguous ranks of U.S. allopathic seniors. And so if you look at psychiatry, those who matched ranked nine programs in a row. Those who did not match only ranked five. And if you're listening to this right now, the number one thing that I can drive home to you is that you need to apply to a lot of programs and rank a lot of programs. 
That is the same across the board for every specialty. All right, so let's jump down to table P1. This is the summary stats for psychiatry. We talked about the mean number of contiguous ranks for those who matched 9.6, those who didn't 5.6. Mean number of distinct specialties ranked 1.1 for those who matched, 1.3 for those who went unmatched. So those who did not match were a little bit more wishy-washy with their specialty choice, which I always talk about not having a plan B. Kind of the same with residency choice as well. Step one scores, it's not as high as some of the other programs we've looked at before. 224 for mean step one score, 214 for those who did not match, 238 for mean step two score for those who matched, and 226 for those who did not. Let's look at AOA members, so Alpha Omega Alpha, which is the Honor Society for Medical Students. Only 6.2% of the students who matched were AOA members. None of those who did not match were AOA members, which is interesting. 4.4% had a PhD degree, and zero that unmatched had a PhD degree. So you could look at that, and this is where you always have to look at the data yourself. You could look at that and say, you have to have a PhD degree to match into psychiatry. You have to be an AOA member to match because those who didn't match didn't have those degrees. But you have to look at the data yourself. So graph P1 shows us the probability of matching to psychiatry based on the number of contiguous ranks on your rank list And to get to a probability of about 100%, it's close to 17 or 18 programs you'd have to rank in a row. It's a lot of programs. All right, so let's look at now the U.S., or not U.S. News, Medscape's Lifestyle Report. And this is actually the 2018 data. So this is new data, which is great. And so let's look here on slide three we see who is happiest outside of work. The highest, 61%, is allergy immunology. The lowest, cardiology at 40%. Psychiatry right in the middle at 51%. And I'm going to look at the 2017 data as well because the 2018 data is interesting because it's very different, a happiness report. It shows you like what cars physicians drive and are physicians married to other physicians. So let's look at the lifestyle report for 2017 from Medscape. And this is the race, ethnicity, bias, and burnout report for 2017. Not surprisingly, the question, which physicians are most burnt out? Psychiatry and mental health are at the very bottom, meaning they have probably have some coping skills. So this is slide number two for the lifestyle report 2017. Their, their rate of burnout, 42% versus emergency medicine at 59%. When you look at how severe is the burnout, again, they're much lower at four on this scale. Highest is urology at 4.6. The question, which physicians are the happiest outside of work and at work? Interestingly, psychiatry is lower on the list. 66% are happy outside of work and 37% are happy in work. They're on the lower end of the scale. 
So they might not be happy, but they're not burned out because they have coping mechanisms. All right, and so looking at the Medscape Physician Compensation Report for 2017, we see that psychiatry is on the lower end, which is understandable. Usually the more procedure-heavy specialties are compensated more. Their average annual physician compensation is $235,000. Orthopedics up at four eighty-nine. dollars So big difference. Pediatrics is the lowest at two hundred. dollars and 2000. Slide 5 shows us that psychiatry got a, a little bit of a bump, 4% bump year over year for their compensation. What's interesting though, even though psychiatry is lower on the list, slide 18, which is which physicians feel fairly compensated, psychiatry is the third highest on here. Emergency medicine number 1, dermatology number 2, psychiatry number 3 at 64%. Slide 38 is a question. I would choose medicine again. Psychiatry, second highest. 82% of psychiatrists in this survey said that they would choose medicine again. Rheumatology is only 1% higher at 83. Psychiatrists also said at about an 87% rate in this survey that they would choose the same specialty again. The highest dermatology, orthopedics, is next. So psychiatry is a little bit lower at 87%. All right, and that is the match data and some lifestyle compensation data for psychiatry. If you're interested in psychiatry, hopefully those numbers made you feel a little bit better. If you're not interested in psychiatry, hopefully you learned a little bit about how to break down some of this information or just look at it and think about it. As I mentioned at the beginning, I need more physicians to interview. So as you are out there shadowing, as you are doing your clinical rotations, find out which physicians would love to come on the show. Don't ask me if I'd be interested in interviewing somebody. Just go to medicalschoolhq.net slash specialties needed and are actually specialties covered rather and see which ones I've done. If your physician isn't on that list, then I would love to interview him or her. Hope you have a great week. I'll check you next time here on Specialty Stories.